And welcome to a special episode of Epic Loot Radio, where we're going to be sitting down, Kurt and I, diving into this year in review, our Game of the Year nominees and winners. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, especially as we try to figure out what the hell best game direction truly, truly means. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome in, everyone. If you guys are here and join the show, be sure to hit that like button. Be sure to check out the audio version of the podcast, which is found everywhere podcasts can be found. But let's start off uh, the episode like we start off every episode with, what are you playing? We just got off the Thanksgiving holiday weekend, so happy Thanksgiving to you. What were you playing? Happy Thanksgiving to you, Brian. I hope you and your uh, rather large family ate well and, and, and gave thanks. <laughs> oh, and we had ate a wonderful well. Time. Yeah, <laughs> I'd imagine uh, on my end as well. Uh, as far as what I've been playing, uh, we have a game, a little game called Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth coming around the corner with my boy Ichiban front and center yet again. And I have been diving back into Yakuza Like a Dragon, Yakuza 7, known oh, wow. to some. Yeah. Um, and that game was the first game that took that franchise in the turn-based direction. It's interesting. We, we got Yakuza going turn-based. We got Final Fantasy going uh, action Devil May Cry style. So you love to see it. I I played that game when it came out. I bought it at launch and played it like mm -hmm. 70 hours. And I figured I'd jump back in with Infinite Wealth coming around the corner. And I was like, you know, I remember thinking that game was so good that I even thought it maybe should win RPG of the Year, sticking in theme here, over Final Fantasy Remake, which is, oh. I know that's insanity talk, but I was like, if I jump back into this, am I going to think it's as good Am I going to feel like, well, I've already played 70 hours of this. This is kind of the same old thing, you know, going back through it, going through the motions. Dude, I'm another 70 hours into this game. <laughs> I cannot stop. This game is so good. Like, if you love RPGs, if you love um, job systems and relationship-type persona stuff, and you just love a fun, wacky, well-written story, if you like anime at all, or just in anything in regard to character development in your games and like good narratives and stuff. Like a Dragon is so good. And yeah, I you can skip all the other Yakuza's. There you're more than welcome to dive into that whole universe if you get hooked, kind of like I have. I'm I'm sort of putting that off because there's like six games that I have to play, you know. But uh Yakuza Like a Dragon and Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, they gotta get better at naming their games, man. Those, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. those two like you can Nintendo just play Yeah, like, or Square. Square <laughs> Sec second story R Birth by Sleep. Um uh, Triangle Strategy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can just play those two because they're they're Ichiban's story. I really wish they they had committed more to the hard reboot. They basically hard rebooted with Like a Dragon, and now with 
with infinite wealth. They want to bring Kiryu back into it. He's the protagonist from the first seven games or what have you. So they're sort of joining the whole, they're doing the Marvel thing, you know, got to bring the two protagonists together. I kind of would have liked if they would just kept it as like this hard reboot thing. Yeah. But it does seem like you'll be able to play just these two games, have an excellent time. So I'm I'm loving it, and you can get like a dragon on sale. I think right now, and it's it's on Game Pass. Fantastic game, yeah, game so Pass, good, man. That is so good. Game Pass is uh, hashtag dead life for for sure as well, because it's like save me some money, yeah. man. I was like, we got that <coughs> rocket and rolling. It's always the fun critique that I see people push back on me. They're like, Game Pass, you know, is bad, etc. And it's like I always like, how many kids do you have? And they're like, all uh, right, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, all right, I understand why brian likes this this service i I am the kid it's just me (laughs) i'm the kid playing game pass um but no it's since this is uh ginger primarily since it's a primarily like final fantasy and 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 now starfield actually channel um star citizen dude like yeah final fantasy in space but uh yeah it it, it, (laughs) like a dragon pulls on the the sort of iconic job system um, from the classic Final Fantasy games that you know uh, perpetuates into pretty much all, almost all JRPGs now in some shape or form. Yeah. But it it takes that word that we first saw in the original Final Fantasies and and makes it literal. So hmm. like at, at a certain point, your character like was supposed to be dead. But a, a, a guy like finds you and fixes you up and stuff, and you all become best friends. And then you guys are like homeless. And like you know, deadbeats or whatever. So you literally go to like the Japanese unemployment office, where they will get you a job. They will find you a job, and like the jobs that your characters have, it's not like bard and rogue and knight yeah. and mage and stuff like that. It's like chef and garbage man and police officer and a uh, teen pop idol. Like nice. they're like actual jobs, <laughs> and like, like the, the moves. Uh, the moves like the that you have an office is going to drive you into being a, a sensation. You, you need to be a team pop. Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, that, uh, that Japanese, uh, welfare system, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that it takes that word job literally. And, and, and has like actual sort of vocational jobs. And it's really hilarious when you're like a chef with a chef hat throwing like knives and, 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 uh, you know, cutlery and, uh, using like flambe on people and stuff. It's hilarious. It's so great. Uh, yeah, it's such a it's such a good time. It it it's not like any other game out there, and and I highly recommend it. So. That's excellent, excellent. Uh, as for me, uh, I've been playing a metric ton, a uh, heroic dose of uh, Star Citizen, and mm. also this uh, this uh, holiday, I got to spend some time with the uh, Pax Day Alpha. So seems like I'm being drawn into like alphas because both Star Citizen and PAX Day are in that state. And I have to say both are exciting. As a somebody who loves the MMO genre, I'm so happy to see more investment into the sandbox MMORPG, uh, which is both of these uh, these games. And then, like I was telling you, uh, you know, cause like he's like, yeah, Starfield, <clears throat> but going from like Starfield to Star Citizen is such a treat on both, uh, both cases. Like I wouldn't recommend like, uh, like as somebody who plays star citizen and then they're like, Oh, I'm going to go check out Starfield. Like you're going to have a vastly different experience and you're going to feel like a degraded experience when you step into mm-hmm. what this team has done uh, and what they're doing. And so like, as we look forward, we won't go into too much detail on today's show, but we'll have more podcasts for you guys as we look into 2024. And uh, as that year becomes, it's going to be interesting to see just 2023 
is one of the best years on record, especially if you start to look at the numbers of Metacritic, uh, you know, for video games. What oh, does yeah. 2024 do? Are we going to see a follow up to this year? And if so, I think games as a service will struggle because this year, as we're going to go through a lot of these games uh, that we've nominated are incredible. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about some Star Citizen stuff because uh, I have uh, I've nominated it as a, a kind of an honorable mention uh, in uh, in the list of upcoming games that we're going to cover. So I'm excited yeah, so about that. A, a little debate there. Technically, can it be best ongoing game when it hasn't had its actual release yet? It's still, it's still an alpha. <laughs> it's still, well, they, well, it's, it's, but it's an alpha though. So it just depends well, on what. I would yeah. say if if Fortnite has been allowed to be nominated for things, that game was in beta for like five, six years. So it's like I think if we're going to say like the game is is playable. You can purchase it and you can play today. Like, I think that would classify as something that is like, it's still ongoing. And that actually in and of itself, while could be a negative from those who are fatigued about waiting for this game to officially come out, it's it's still coming out. Like the, the game in and of itself has not disappeared. And, and based off of just the fact that they actually share their financials, I don't think it's going to be going away any time uh soon so it's like i think that has that has me excited that's why i wanted to make sure it was on our on our list uh for today's show because it's it's an interesting discussion topic and we'll we'll be sure to dive in more in the future podcast for that but uh a couple show notes uh because we're going to be doing a lot of content here especially as it goes through the different categories uh so i won't be highlighting comments on today's stream if you guys are new or if you've come into different podcasts I like to always bring in, you know, comments to kind of drive the discussion. We are reading the comments, so you can influence the discussion, but I won't be highlighting those because Kirk has gone the extra mile to try and deliver us a beautiful uh, outline here that just makes it visually, uh, hopefully fun uh, to watch and uh, also to listen to, especially if you guys are listening to the MP3 version of this uh, on wherever. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Kirk. What's our first category? What are our nominations? We 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 fixed the game awards, everybody. We have, uh, we the, the our, <laughs> our first category is best ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. So in short, the live service category, the the game that you continue to play, uh, which the game awards continuously nominates. Fortnite, Apex, Destiny, and almost nobody else for some reason. Uh, so we figured that we'd give some other games uh, some shout-outs. And yes, I, I did leave uh, Star Citizen off of this. Uh, that's on me. I think I might have done that because it's in Alpha or just because I had the wrong list. But uh, all of these six uh, we wanted to nominate as well. Um, and in particular, Brian wanted to nominate I have a, a a list from him that has New World instead of Star mm. Citizen. Maybe he wasn't as oh, deep into I... Star Citizen at that at that point. But why don't you Don't start us off message. with? I have uh, I have New World, I have uh, Star Citizen, and I have Halo. Those are the those are my three. And then you're maybe, like, oh, maybe I just assumed with how much Final Fantasy 14 content you do that you would nominate it, and I was wrong. So uh, that's on me. We're gonna get you into Star Citizen. I agree with Lawson and Walmart. He's saying we gotta get you in. We will. This will be. This is our quest for 2024, guys. Anyway, you gotta um, you gotta put it noms, on console. 
Your three you nouns. Know, you, you start. Yoda. You start us off far, far left. Let's hear a little bit about New World because I actually okay. don't. I know it's the Amazon game, right? But I really don't know that much about this. And I think you have done some content on it yeah. in the past. Oh yeah, oh, I still do. I have a New World dedicated channel. But uh, to, for those listening in the audio only, uh, the other three noms are uh, Rainbow Six Siege, Hunt, and Dead by Daylight Alien. Uh, that you've uh, that you've put up for so uh, New World uh, as a, as an ongoing game they just released their first expansion I, I think it's unfortunate because off the bank of the expansion itself uh, they've delayed some of the key features that I've kind of been like this is really a needed feature and they're the reasoning and logic behind those delays as a developer I can totally understand as a player I'm just like but but like these are like this is the next milestone for what some features that they're working on uh, and they didn't give an eta on that date so i think from uh you know new world's perspective it had an incredible 2023 it had a lot of content that was added to it a lot of things uh that are still on the way and i think its future is going to continue to be as bright as it can be because the developers at ags they're still working on so many cool things so i'm i'm thrilled with the state of the game i uh, you know I wish that there's a couple of things that I that will just make it much more enjoyable and easier for me to step into more uh, more consistently. And that has nothing to do with the game. It just has to be the fact that I got six kids and I'm, it keeps me plenty busy. But it's uh, it's it's going to be a fun experience to see where that goes from there. Now, Don Trail, IK is the upcoming uh, 2024 expansion, but it's beautiful artwork. I applaud you for picking. Yeah, that. I, I yeah. just picked the artwork that uh, sometimes beautiful. it's. Sometimes it's for like a specific expansion yeah. or something, but yeah, the, the 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 nominees are the games themselves, so it's Final, not any particular yeah. DLC. Final Fantasy typically gets nominated for best ongoing community. Like it's not like I, I've seen it, and I don't think it's ever really won best ongoing game. But I could be wrong. Maybe that took it with Endwalker with all the hype behind the game. Because let's be real, the, the real game awards are hype driven and also what have you done it's a popularity contest it's yeah, a popularity exactly. contest um but uh, essentially like you know uh this year alone for uh, for final fantasy uh, has been i think a struggle for a lot of long time vets uh and especially as it relates to just the internet discourse and this is all predictable like as the content that they've pushed out concluded the story you end up having a lot of people stepping away taking breaks but that's the strength of final fantasy 14 take a break and then come back and play. And I think it's essentially when people force themselves through like, Oh, I got to keep playing it that they end up running into the level of friction that we end up seeing playing in the online space. But as far as the game, it consistently does updates. It consistently delivers uh, quality uh, content. You're not seeing updates roll out with, with bugs and, and, you know, and, and, and each issues. Uh, but I think essentially what the problem that final fantasy 14 faces is that it's so good people want more and they want to keep playing like that is in and of itself i think a, a recipe for kind of a winning option and then halo infinite uh this year for me on the noms uh, i think the reason why halo infinite uh should be on this list is both uh especially with season five but coming off of season four so if i look at the entire year season four really started to show like hey this is this is we're moving in the right direction and then season five was able to, I think, capitalize off that. And so I've been able to kick back, relax, and really enjoy playing Halo again. And just this last, you know, this weekend, they had the Halo 3 uh, remastered playlist, which is all these great classic Halo 3 maps that I was just living and breathing and having a wonderful time with. So I think uh, all of those games, and then Star Citizen, for the reasons I said at the start of the show, uh, is, I think, 
incredible to see uh, what they've got coming up. And I think what we're the question that a lot of people kind of feel uh, right now, and we'll have to see if it ends up proving out to be true, is that now is almost like this the right time for people to get into Star Citizen as opposed to like 10 years ago where you're like, all right, yeah, but now it's like, oh, here's this coming. Oh, and this test went really well. And oh, here's what's coming next with Squadron 42 and more things for us to you know cover and discuss in the futures. How about your three nominations, dude? You got some really good ones, especially with Rainbow Six Siege. I have to say, I own the game. I just never made the time to really kind of sit back and play it, but I have friends who, who really enjoy it. So the thing about Siege is... Um it's it's got such a high skill ceiling and that's sort of a, a double-edged sword because it, it's a difficult game to just kind of jump on and play uh hunt is kind of like that too but it, it, rainbow six siege is a difficult game to get into but it's also a difficult game to put down and i nominated it for this category because it's just it's really doing so well right now and out of all the games on here i think uh, Dead by Daylight might have gone on longer, but it, Rainbow Six Siege is in year eight. Mm -hmm. That is eight years of a game, yeah. and it, it it's still being uttered in the same breath as your Call of Duty and your Apex and your Fortnite. It's it's a little more under the radar, but I mean, what do you expect with a game that's been going eight years eight years strong? And you still got a lot of Twitch streamers out there like Jinxy that are incredibly popular. I see clips of him on TikTok all the time. He's hilarious. You got people like Tim the Tatman coming over. They want to learn the game. I mean, this game is still like culturally relevant for some reason. And the mm -hmm. reason is, is that Ubisoft continues to deliver on compelling content for this game. They've had operator after operator after operator. Um, they, they always typically add something new and exciting to the game in terms of the mechanics and the abilities that they have. They're usually not broken. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would say that the game is balanced. There's definitely, you know, when you have a game that goes on for eight years, the the characters that you started with eight years ago, some of them aren't going to have as much utility because you kind of have to, you know, go higher and faster with each additional update that you have. But to, as a counterpoint to that, some of the best operators are literally the ones that the game launched with. Like, some of them are obsolete now, but some of them are still just as good, if not better, Mm -hmm. um, now that the game has grown and now that that utility can take more shapes and forms when you're, uh, you know, in a cooperative team with other members, it has the components of like destiny rating or things like that, like that you see in cooperative games where, uh, you really need to rely on your teammates. Communication is key, but it's, it's putting that in a PVP type of format. Uh, this game set out to do something incredibly unique in terms of a PVP experience that was highly tactical, highly cooperative, and there still isn't really anything else on the market that's like it, which I think is why it's done so well and continues to have some of the sort of mind share of, of the gamer population. And yeah, I, I think, I think it deserved its flowers for sure. Uh, any any additional thoughts on Rainbow Six Siege from you, other than that you need to need to try it? Well, like I, I I've actually uh, played it. I I own it. I've purchased the game and played with uh, some friends. Well, back in like year one, mm -hmm. like this is, and I haven't ever really kind of like uh, touched back on that until again. And you know, bringing back up Star Citizen, I was like playing, and I like the tactical first person shooting. That's the missions that I just recently went on, and I was like, oh man. So I I was like, I need to. I want to step back into. Like call the duty campaign and i want to step into like i was like yeah a more tactical shooter that really has that responsiveness so i was like yeah i've actually been thinking about like just uh, downloading and uh great gunplay checking it out yeah, oh yeah fantastic gunplay gunplay. Phenomenal. speaking of great gunplay my second nominee is hunt showdown 
And if I could pick any winner that I wanted to, it would be this game because I've talked about this game several times on Epic Loot Radio. I've been playing it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say on and off, but pretty much just on when I can, whenever there's something going on uh, for the last year now. Uh, Crytek have accomplished something special with this game. It is a extraction battle royale shooter that is, yeah, sort of came on the scene very early along with like escape from Tarkov. It's, 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 it's thrown its flag in the ground. It's cemented. It's here. It's here to stay. Um, It is very niche. And yet they, they reached their peak concurrent players this summer with their tide of shadows event. So it's, it's as big as it's ever been. And they're, they're sort of, already arrived so that they can capitalize on this sort of extraction shooter trend right now, the battle royale trend. But the thing that makes this game unique is that all of the guns are from like the 1800s. And it's so cool. There's so many things Mm. I could nerd out about this game so much, (laughs) but they have like binaural audio, which means they take two microphones that are meant to simulate each of your ears. Mm -hmm. So when you hear something, when you hear footsteps, when you hear a gunshot in the distance, you hear it from both ears. You hear the audio picked up by both microphones. So you can really sort of, you hear a shot in the distance and you're like, oh, the, the other team's that way. Mm. Like You know exactly where they are. And you're like, mm, that sounds like a rifle and it sounds like it's like 300 meters that way. So like, we got some space here, but we could run into them. We could get into a shootout. That, that type of feeling is so cool. And yeah. then when you get into a shootout and you've got like a rifle with like four bullets in it, and you're like, yeah, I got to make these shots count or I'm going to be running behind a haystack and reloading my gun. I mean, there's no other video game that's like this, that that has PvP where you're having to think in terms of like the utility of your weaponry being so limited. And yet the the depth of things that you can, you can literally bring like a jar of bees, like poison bees <laughs> that will like sting your enemy and like fog up their vision and make it to where they can't heal themselves and stuff. <laughs> it's so cool, so unique. There's not anything else like it. Um, it, it, it it's so fresh in terms of being a battle royale and that it's uh, the thing that I would compare it to most, I think would be like Destiny Strikes because okay. you have like these bosses on map and the whole point of the game is kind of to go and take down the boss and retrieve the bounty and get out with Ooh. it alive. But there's so many layers of that. There's going to be people that just want to get into PvP fights. There's going to be people who are going to wait for you to go in, do all the work, beat the boss, and then as you're running to the exit, they're going to snipe you from like a, a you know an open field 150 yards away from you with a rifle with a scope. You know, I mean, like there's there's so much depth to how you can play what's going on in a given match it never gets old every time you go into a new into a new lobby yeah this game is fantastic i love it i hope that uh it it has a long long shelf life because there's no other game like it we need more games that are not just you know oh it's it's another fortnite apex warzone you know like i i love how unique and 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 a breath of fresh air this game is in terms of and it's not for everybody and I think that's a good thing. It really, it's really, it's the type of thing that everyone should try and not everyone should stick with uh, because it's fantastic, but it, it definitely, it, it can be a little bit obtuse. It's kind of like that Dark Souls <laughs> feel of like, eh, I can bounce off this, you know, but it, it got its hooks in me and I love it. And so that we can wrap up the category here. My last nomination is Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I nominated Dead by Daylight because in terms of, in terms of gameplay, um, the game really hasn't evolved that much. From when it started i think about about the same amount of years as rainbow six siege i think it's been about seven or eight years ago 
Uh, but the gameplay loop works. Mm-hmm. The reason this game is still very, very popular on Twitch. And um, as far as nominating it for this year, in ter- this game has done, with licensing, what no other game besides, I guess, Fortnite has done. I mean, they are absolutely killing it. I mean, talk about going out and getting Resident Evil, Alien, and Chucky mm-hmm. all in the same year. Putting these properties together in a list that already includes the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, the Scream franchise. I mean, this is literally like a a horror mecca at this point in terms of, of films and licenses that, uh, you know, in, anybody who means anything is now in this property. And... It's just it's 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 amazing to think about that you can just go into this game and and queue up as a survivor and any one of these iconic uh you know uh villains mur- axe, axe murderers <laughs> yeah can uh can can be chasing you around and and you get that variance from game to game uh again there's nothing else like it I I think I really do value uh uniqueness in in this type of category and uh, there's a reason that the game continues to be so popular, and and I I continue to play it. I think it's very fun. It's it's not a very like uh, uh it's almost the inverse of the last two nominations. It's it's not very highbrow. It's not a very complicated, uh, skill ceiling type of gameplay loop. But it it it's, it it works. It's very basic, mm. fundamental, good loop in terms of like what you're doing from match to match. And uh, I think that's why it has so much appeal. So now. We wins. come to the point where we have to decide <laughs> on. So, if you were gonna pick the winner, who would it be? I would give it to Halo Infinite, uh, personally, because of what they've been able to accomplish this year, and also, again, like, do we fault a game for how it launches? And if you look at all three yeah. of my games, they've all struggled out the gate, but yet they're still here and yeah. so based off of just being able you know as as a long time let's you know i'm biased i'm a long time halo fan uh halo 2 uh, was really like this game and I, it was such a touchstone point in my uh my career that i, I want to continue to see uh like halo uh you know halo games i i do think that uh like i would give up uh my my winner uh for a game that's in more places because the reality is that halo isn't on every system uh and that in and of itself i think it should be uh because when you come when it comes down to the the shooter shooter you know ha- have fun same thing kind of like where you like rainbow six siege that's everywhere yeah like you, you know blocking it off from you know one aspect you want more players so that they can rally around the game rather than any kind of console war but that's just always my long time uh, bias how about you what like you got your three noms like uh, we're gonna have yeah. to write it out like i so two. if i could pick it would undoubtedly be hunt showdown like oh, yeah? i said they, they had their best year that they've ever had i think that it, it probably stands the the lowest odds like it like it's the biggest underdog out of this whole group to mm-hmm. be successful with the developer that it is, with sort of the notoriety that it has. I mean, you look at Rainbow Six, they've got the might of Ubisoft behind it. New World has the might of uh, the whole Amazon business behind it. Dead by Daylight has all these licenses, even if they're a small mm-hmm. studio. Hunt is just game about guys running around with Civil War weapons. And, you know, it, <laughs> it, it's competing enough to be on this list. I think that the the gameplay loop is fantastic. I think that it it is uncompromising in its vision. It doesn't really care if it's not your type of game, it's going to be the type of game that it that it wants to be. And in terms of, I didn't really even get into this, but in terms of events and content, I mean, they're crushing it 
They've got mm-hmm. free battle passes. They've got uh, free events, you know, three times a year that completely change the scope of the game in terms of like you're running in there now. Everything's on fire and there's like a, you know, there's like a ring that's a fire that's surrounding everything that's in your way. You've got new bosses now where there's just like an alligator in in the boss in the river that can just pop up on you and try to eat your face. (laughs) uh, And you can take that out as an optional thing. I really do think Hunt Showdown out of all these games deserves to win however i know that you've never played this game in your life and there's well, gonna be a lot of our... are, where is it on multi-platform and is this a game that i can play around my kids because that's like you, i can play halo around my kids without a problem you can play halo around your kids interesting uh i don't know if it's any if it's any less kid friendly than halo is uh because halo is obviously rated m no, but they, uh, infinite they moved it to a t if it's t okay yeah. then i i think hunt is probably rated m Okay. Um, but but given like w- the two franchises that we're talking about here, and the fact that I anticipated that you would at the end of the day say, I think it should be Halo. Uh, I w- came in prepared to agree with you that it should be Halo. <laughs> yeah. So I th- and 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 also it's it's kind of special for Epic Loot Radio. It's the only game that we have on a non-show week gotten on here, done a live reaction to yes. content that they were dropping because we care that much about this game. I think that's that's explanatory in and of itself yeah. that this game is special to us. And so I am more than happy to get behind it. Having said my piece for Hunt Showdown, a good competitor, uh, Halo Infinite is the Epic Loot Radio best ongoing game of 2023. Congratulations to Halo. And then I was going to say, like, you've convinced me to try Hunt. I'm I'm going to have to find a kind of a time to slot that in when, you know, the kids are asleep because that's where it's like, that, those, them the rules for, yeah, for yeah, me, my gaming yeah. schedule. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to play this. Cause like, I can also play like Gears of War. And the reason is, is because you can turn off all the gore and and, and the mature language yeah. and stuff like that. So it ends up being it's not gory. Black. I think it's more like the 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 artistic design, the aesthetic mm, yeah. is very like voodoo horror type of thing. Um, you know, the bosses are very grotesque looking. Um, but no, th- there's not there's not a lot of gore going on or or anything. It's not really delving into any type of horror. I think it just it it's it's more uh, unnerving unnerving type of design um with sound design and things like that but yeah it it has as much of a red dead redemption 2 feel as it does anything uh horrific so um which i think is is you know is another one of its strong suits uh our next category is probably the one that we'll dwell on the least because i don't know brian to be a very a very Mm -hmm. intense sports gamer necessarily um, but I this do is like the, them. I just this is yeah. the best sports and racing category for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing games. Mm-hmm. We kind of leaned heavily on the racing here, mostly because I just I didn't really think the majority of sports games that came out this year were anything to write home about. And of course, I'm talking about uh, Madden, NHL, FIFA. I actually reviewed two out of the three of those Madden and NHL. Mm-hmm. Again, not really anything to write home about. They're fine entries. They're they're fairly iterative. Um, you know, I, I I didn't really think that they deserved any type of uh, special uh, accolade or anything. The Game Awards did nominate. I guess it's not FIFA anymore. It's EAFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, I mean, everything I've seen from that is just kind of same old, same old type of thing. So we've got our own list here, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, uh, how about Brian? Since this is probably the only one you're going to cover, how about you start us off with? Uh, the Xbox exclusive Forza Motorsport. 
So it's interesting. Uh, Forza Motorsport, like I love the Forza series, uh, especially uh, this isn't the Horizon, which is more of the arcade style racing. So I love that they have both of these kind of, you know, uh, where they kind of, you know, stair step each and every other year. But we've actually been on a long time break from Halo Motors, uh, not Halo, uh, Forza Motorsport. Still uh, got Halo on the brain. I always have, dude. Halo yeah. Motorsport. I play yeah. it. Let's go. Uh, Give me that warthog. The, um, but what we've seen this year, and I've played on PC. I've heard that, like when the game launched, there were some Xbox issues. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm not gonna. That was more cannon fodder for uh, <laughs> online console wars. But uh, the nice thing about uh, this version of Forza is that that it is also on PC. Uh, it runs incredibly well on GeForce now, and uh, it's such a beautiful racing simulation. And one of the things that I've been able like to do is like you want to manage your tires and your fuel, and it gives you that level of getting deep into it. Uh, but yeah, I really, I, I really enjoy uh, the uh, Forza Motorsport uh, series uh, in and of itself. Uh, then we also have a couple other ones: uh, Disney Speedstorm, <laughs> like yeah. as a uh, as a dad, like it's like anything that the get the kids racing. Because like I would nominate Mario Kart, but it's that was years and years yeah, ago, yeah. you know. So like anything that has Disney and anything with Elsa is going <laughs> is always going to yeah, be. Yeah, Frozen, Frozen is coming, man uh yeah no uh, uh frozen is coming in three days so uh that's why i've chosen the the art there and uh nothing stops frozen as i'm sure you know as as a dad yeah. uh, if, if it's, disney it's just wants to save itself they'll just release frozen frozen just three more frozen yeah <laughs> um no that D disney speedstorm so the only knock against it is it is the kind of fortnite v bucks garbage uh in terms of you know a lot of the a lot of the characters a lot of the racers are kind of uh yeah you don't have access to them uh unless you're gonna do a serious grind or put put up some serious money unless you just jump into an offline race a la mm -hmm. mario kart um and 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 i'll touch on this i guess now i've actually nominated this for best family game as well nice. because nice. I, i've got a i've got a friend at work and he said i i recommended it to him he's like what have you been playing because he knows i'm i'm a gamer and uh i was like dude this disney speed story game i don't know why but i, I can't stop playing it uh that the progression loop it just kind of it kind of hooks you in like it's like that Fortnite trash of yeah. like you've got to get on every day type of deal but yeah. for whatever reason i was like doing it every day because like i legitimately <laughs> wanted to i was like why is yeah. this working on me but like other games it's not i think it might be the racing aspect like racing in and of itself is fairly redundant mm -hmm. so i think giving right. me a reason to do another race do another race do another and then Boom, boom, boom! Dopamine. You're getting rewards. You're getting upgrades. Like I think that you're leveling sort up of, this. You're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you're you're this close to getting out El to unlocking Elsa. You're now Bell. Uh, you know, gets a speed boost quicker. You know, like whatever it is. Uh, that that really kind of got its hooks in me. But he was like, after having that conversation with him two weeks later, he's like, dude, I gotta tell you, this Disney Speed Story game. He's like, I I'm not really doing any of the stuff that you're doing, but like, yeah, I just jump on and do like a quick race offline with like one of my kids or whatever and they, he's like they eat that up man it's mm -hmm. like so so fun he's got like a like a seven-year-old so uh yeah and the, and just like the the driving since we are in the best sports and racing category it's good like it feels like uh like one of the old like criterion uh need for speed or like burnout games like you're drifting through corners it doesn't feel like kind of as um I don't want to call Mario Kart dinky because Mario Kart is really good, but I guess it, it feels like you have weight of an actual car. Mm -hmm. You can kind of throw into turns and okay. swerve and sort of thing. Like, like Mario Kart doesn't really have that. It's still a very good racing game, 
but this is sort of opting for okay what can we do that's unique and i think it, it gives it, it 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 uh elevates you from kind of having a cart so to speak to like a a vehicle mm-hmm. that you're kind of wrestling with and 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 navigating and trying to race as fast as you can through turns and stuff and so the driving is actually very very good which is why i've nominated it here um and the, really the only the only downside is that it's a free to play uh you know uh freemium game but you know, hey, it's 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 sort of a player beware thing of like you just got to be disciplined. Yeah, that's if you're gonna play it. Player and parents beware. Don't have yeah. your credit card hooked up to the to the yeah. slot machine. Otherwise, and and and, yeah. and turn turn the internet off. And it's a it's a wonderful game for your kids to play offline because you have access to all the racers. Actually, you don't even have to unlock them. So oh nice. Um yeah yeah it's it's sort of a play your way type of deal. So I, I love that. Going back on the sort of uh, intense simulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were talking about how in the weeds you can get with Forza Motorsport and that being mm-hmm. a good thing. There is nothing more uh, down in the depths than the Formula One franchise uh, from <laughs> Codemasters. And their games routinely get nominated by the Game Awards, and I've nominated them here because in terms of a professional racing sim, F1 is one of the best on the market. Uh, they continue to provide amazing career modes with a tremendous amount of depth. You can create your own team. You can join a team. Uh, this this uh, edition, uh, 2023, is even one of the ones they, they actually alternate years with sort of their like story career mode where you get like actual cutscenes and voice acting and stuff. This this one has it. 21 had it. 22 did not. 23 has it. Uh, so you, you yeah, I, I guess every odd year, every year, I guess. Year, well, like, hey, you know what? I mean, I guess they're like, realistically, we can't push these out every year. So yeah. uh, because we're being forced by EA to uh you know because we're a sports game we have to put our game out every year we're gonna do the the bespoke story content every other year because we're not just gonna give you garbage so again that's another you know these games are predicated on quality and that's why it's here and some other games are not um Mm -hmm. and so if you're looking for any type of professional racing game uh this this has got to be up there among the best of the best moving on with uh other really top tier sports games it's got to be MLB The Show. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things for Xbox was getting MLB yes. on Game Pass, getting MLB away from Sony, because this game has to be the gold standard of all the sort of professional league sports games from NFL to NBA, etc. cetera. Uh, this game is leading that charge in terms of the game being good every single year. I'm mm-hmm. having a good career, career mode with a lot of depth. Uh, uh, of not reusing and recycling the same game year after year. Uh, a great example of that with this game is that they, um, this is the politically correct uh, uh, name, by the way. This game has a lot of content surrounding the historical historical Negro League, mm. um, where you actually like learn a lot about that league. And you it's actually like the president of like the historic society for the the negro league that sort of like gets into some exposition and talks about the different players like you know uh sly scooty mcgavin or like what i don't know like they have like they have like nicknames and stuff about their their abilities and and that's the thing is like go play this game get educated about that whole other baseball league that was happening at a point in time and how amazing some of the 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 players from that league were and that's just a whole added thing on this game that they didn't have in 22 they have it in 23 now um that the the sort of ultimate team-esque mode still very good it doesn't feel as microtransaction heavy as like the ea games the career mode still mm, very yeah. good a lot of depth in how you want to play 
this is probably the best sort of uh, professional sports league game that's on the market. Yeah, hands as far down. as it's been as, that way for a long yeah. time. Yeah, love love that Xbox got it. Love that it's not uh, stuck on PlayStation consoles and that everybody can enjoy it. Uh, this one's a little bit near and dear to my heart. Did a review on this game not too yeah. long ago. Wild Card Football. Let me tell you, this game looked like one of those games that just wasn't going to deliver, and it proved everybody wrong because this game is fantastic. It's good for people of all ages. It has an in-depth sort of card-based system that you use while you're on the field that is very unique. It's goofy. You got UFOs coming on the field, abducting people. You got ice storms, electromagnetic storms. You got uh, you know people turning into giants and stomping on everybody. It's fantastic. And this game has online multiplayer in the form of an ultimate team type mode. The exact same as Madden, except guess what, Brian? You, you cannot buy players. You cannot throw money at this game and buy players so you know that Joe Schmo on the other side of your internet connection that's beaten up on you and has already scored three touchdowns on you by halftime did not buy his players and you're just bad. And that's the way <laughs> that online it football should games should be. That's yeah. the way they should be. This game is is phenomenal. Um, it looked like it was maybe just going to be a cash grab. It's it's definitely the opposite of a cash grab. It was only forty dollars at launch. Mm-hmm. the The quality of this game and the content that you're getting for forty dollars is fantastic. It's on sale for like twenty right now. Love this game. Love this game. Love this game. Can't sing its praises enough. And finally, in my opinion, the best racing game of 2023. It's the Crew Motorfest. It's the game that gave my channel. Uh, the the uh, launch into space that it needed uh, mm. w- with the review that I did for this game. And uh, I think that's just because so many people gravitate towards this because everybody knows about Forza Horizon at this point. Everybody loves that concept of going to an exotic remote location, mm. racing fast cars, racking up XP and goodies and uh, you know ad- add-ons for your cars and upgrades and such and uh improving and expanding your car collection and ubisoft took a crack at it they said you know what we think we can make a a horizon game and this is an incredibly respectable attempt it is definitely not far off the mark in terms of what the best type of game in this genre uh is that's on the market and guess what you can play it on playstation it's not, you know, we were talking about MLB coming to Xbox. Well, mm-hmm. in this in this sense, yeah. Ubisoft brings Forza Horizon to PlayStation. I think that this game is fantastic for that reason that people on their PS4s and PS5s uh, can play it and enjoy, you know, racing around Oahu, even though they haven't been able to play any of the Forza Horizon games and as amazing as those are. And this game, honestly, if you turn it on and play it uh in front of people they probably wouldn't be able to tell it's not forza horizon because it's just that good it looks fantastic the soundtrack's great the cars sound amazing the the handling is good it's just a just a good all-around open world racing game and i can't endorse it enough so we have some contenders here brian for best sports and racing who do you want to throw your weight behind so I think essentially I want to throw my weight behind uh, MLB the show, uh, namely because also my Rangers won the World Series. But I'm going to say like I've actually enjoyed the crew uh, series as well. And I think that they have continued to step up in quality 
year over year uh that i've experienced it and so i uh, have not yet played the one that you're that you're leaning in on yeah. to it but i uh, i could tell you like right now i'm very pleased with the fact that uh we're talking about multi-platform games that you know can be open up to anybody so i vote i would vote uh for mlb um but i'm i'm willing uh to hear you out on on uh on your pick as well so if you're if you're going crew for one and two and the sort of uh, the innovation and, and, and the escalation in terms of the quality there. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a metric jump from the crew too. I was yeah. disappointed with the crew too. I didn't think it was that that good of a racing game, especially compared to the Forza franchise. The crew Motorfest is legit. Okay. okay. The the worst part about this game is that it has a little bit of the Ubisoft like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm in a cutscene. I'm gonna talk to you for like you know <laughs> four minutes about everything on the island that you can do. And yeah, it's a Ubisoft yeah. game. Wow, it's so much very, fun. That'll yeah, feel very Horizon as well. Yeah, yeah, like right. Horizon's so you like, can't even really you can't even really fault them for that. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I mean the the car collection. It's like 500 strong. The the racing. It feels really good to drive the cars. Uh. The the um the graphics have taken a major step up it feels like especially in terms of like the hdr and the lighting like you feel like you're in hawaii as you're driving down the coastline um i i think that this game is fantastic and i also think that there was there was a lot going against ubisoft to come out and make a horizon clone i mean this could have flopped so bad people could have thought oh this is just like a a, a useless cash grab ubisoft added again making generic you know, mid-tier games. No, I think everybody really respects this title and and realizes that it's that it's a good addition to the genre. And so I would I would urge you to to come on board the Motorfest train and uh, let's let's give the award to the crew. I can go. I can get behind that. Let's easy. do it. Yes. Congratulations to the crew. Absolutely. All right. Moving on here. We might we might have to do a part two. We'll see. We'll we see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Best action game. For the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. Um, oh, man. Uh, th we were talking about this before the show. I think the Game Awards completely bungled this category um, <laughs> and, and, and didn't put games in this category that needed to be in it. But uh, we, sort, we sort of rectified that. And uh, I will let you start out with a, a game that the Game Awards at least did nominate for this category and that you wanted to make sure was nominated for this category. Remnant 2. What can you tell me about Remnant 2 kind of in Dude, that Souls-like yeah. genre? So Remnant 2 is a big surprise for a game that I was able to spend some time with, really enjoyed. I, again, I'm one of those games that is playable in a lot more places so i was able to kick back relax and enjoy it over the comfort of g-force now uh it's a like that shooting in the action like i didn't know what was going into it but a lot of people were like oh brian you should try it and oh my gosh like it is it's got so much depth to it because remnant the original i think a lot of people were like you know they, they definitely a sleeper hit like definitely were a cult classic people were really uh fond of it and then stepping into remnant 2 just the level of depth, the uh, the combat, the mood, the you know, like honestly, I was like, it was kicking my butt enough. So it's got that souls approach, so that it's going to be that, yeah, you're just kind of having to fight your way through. You have to rethink. You're gonna, you know, like you're gonna die. Okay, what what can I do differently? And it was uh, it was something that was both surprised and delighted me. And I'm really excited that uh, that that's that's continuing on. Um, so yeah, I I I'm, I, I wanted to put make sure that Remnant Two was on the list. If 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 you like all of those elements, Brian, let me uh, let me put you on to a little game called Liza P. 
yeah. maybe one of the best games to come out this year. Uh, this game is 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 oozes in quality. Uh, it is uncompromising. Uh, no one can say anything about this game not delivering on the promise and potential. It does that. It, it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but this game is phenomenal for the people that are looking for that type of game. The type of game that you just described, Remnant mm -hmm. and Lies of P, are both in that sort of Souls-like category. And, oh man, in terms of, if we're just talking about action game, in terms of the combat of this game, the flow of the back and forth between you and especially like humanoid type bosses, the, the the flurry of weapons feeling like it's like a dance, that kind of bloodborne type of combat that nobody else has really been able to capture other than from software. It's here. Neo Wiz has done it. Um, th this game it, combat wise is, is almost unmatched outside mm -hmm. of from software. Uh, the game in of itself is just a fantastic experience. I enjoyed almost every aspect of it, except that it was a little bit on the long side. Mm. But I mean, too much of a good thing is is hardly that bad of a thing. So I, I really did enjoy this game so much. I think it's one of the best of the year. And I think it's absolutely the best Souls-like to come out this year, which uh, unfortunately for Remnant puts it a little bit ahead of Remnant. But Remnant has the multiplayer aspect, which I will mm, yeah. warrant is kind of a, a big sort of uh, uh, a bonus for Remnant. But yeah. in terms of core combat, in terms of this sort of uh, intense, deep action genre that From Software sort of pioneered, I think that Lies of P is just the best game to come out this year, hands down. And Solemn uh, agrees. He says, Lies of P, definitely uh, great. Uh, some even say the best Souls like non souls game yeah <laughs> you know so it's like yeah it's exciting to see that there's a uh people who are kind of craving those and actually showing up and and, and praising and playing and, and purchasing because it always can, sometimes feels like you know well we want we, want, we say we want these harder games yeah these challenging things but then you don't people don't play them and then you know they just kind of go away and I, I think it's important that they were able to sort of innovate I mean, if they'd just done a carbon copy of a From Software game, that would have been right. a good enough achievement in and of itself. But people would have just said, well, this is just a copy. Uh, in terms of like with the, what the, with the weapon system, what they were able to do, where you can take any hilt and any blade from any weapon, take them apart, mix and match them as much as you want. Now your moveset is completely different with the blade that you want to use. So you've got more of like a, a, uh, a scimitar style with like this large kind of great sword blade. So you're whirling it around, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you can, you, you have the customization there. And then also in terms of the combat itself, the parry uh, and blocking system is fantastic. It sort of uh, borrows a little bit of sort of the Sekiro type of system but it changes it to where it's more of like a soul style gameplay, but you can get these perfect parries off that make you take no damage. And in some mm. cases actually heal your, your lost health. Um, the mechanic of being able to restore when you get down to your last health and you use it and you don't have any health flasks left. Uh, if you continue to stay in the fight and, and are tenacious and continue to get damage on the boss, if you're aggressive and do not go down, your flask will actually refill itself the more hits that you can get on that boss. So now, oh, now I have one more flask to use so I can extend this fight and maybe win on this run. Mm. Um, so many like intensity building 
uh, fulfilling mechanics here. I mean, with these games, it's it's very easy, especially for like copycats of yeah. from software to to sort of delve into like frustrating kind of irksome mechanics. They they evolved the formula to give you like ways to win despite mm. the adversity. So them being able to do that, I think, is one of the many things that sets this game apart. We will get more into Liza P later, I am sure, with yes. some of the other categories. But why don't you tell us a little bit about Hi-Fi Rush, which you wanted this, to make sure was nominated for this category. Yeah, this was such a... I, I, I love it when they're like, hey, here's this game that we haven't told you about. And oh, by the way, you can go play it today. And that's how 2023 really kicked off strong. And I think one of the reasons why this game um, you know, might not win is because it actually came out in the spring. And traditionally, you don't see... Uh, games that you know are part of the nominations uh, that 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 you know came in earlier in the year, but the music, the action, the combat, the graphic style—obviously, it feels like for me like very uh, like Japanese, in, you know, focused and infused with kind of this level of characterization uh, and, and gameplay. And obviously, again, the the parent angle, like this is a great game to to play around the kids. Uh, and you can kind of, as you do the music and the beats and the attacks, uh, it, it can be very rewarding. And in a way, it's you know an action game but it's also maybe a rhythm game if you kind of start to oh, like, yeah. parse oh, yeah. it in that in that same kind of way but music gameplay uh everything uh about this game i think oozes uh an, an excitement and hopefully it marks also uh a methodology that we can kind of see these surprises dropping into game pass uh you know from from xbox in 2024 as well a great departure for Tango as well, which um, had, had been known for that Evil Within sort of Resident Evil knockoff franchise. Mm. Um, if you can even call it a knockoff because it's Shinji Mikami. I mean, he's the Resident Evil 4 guy. So just sort of continuing that legacy and for him to be willing to delegate to his uh, you know, lower level uh, employees to say, yeah, go, go work on this costume project. I believe in you. And for them to put that out under the official Tango umbrella, it's just a cool story, man. Mm, and it's a great yeah. game. Looks fantastic, plays fantastic. Couldn't agree more with the nomination. Um, so in in keeping with my belief of what this category actually is, I have two nominees, which I yeah. could kind of skirt over a little bit quicker because they're not going to win this category, but I did want to give them shout-outs and flowers here. It's RoboCop and Atomic Heart, and these are just core action shooter games just intense just you're just blowing up stuff blowing off heads it's it's quick it's fast-paced it's kind of like doom in terms of the 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 gameplay loop that you've got going on um yeah. we can start with robocop i mean RoboCop. this game this game i mean yeah it, it is robocop and that's the thing is like if you set out to make a robocop game you you better make me feel like i'm robocop and boy did they nail it I mean, in terms of just when you walk in a room and he does like the scan or whatever, you see all the enemies and it's just like, you must be eradicated. And like, you know, just like <laughs> taking them out left and yeah. right. You and, and it, it has some RPG elements. You're you're leveling up the suit. You're leveling up your abilities to where you can just throw people against the wall and you just like explode. It's gruesome. Don't play this game around your kids, Brian. I mean, that's obvious. It's the Robocop franchise for crying out loud. Um, everything from the voice acting to the soundtrack to the the art direction um is so faithful to the movie franchise i mean they they literally got the voice actor for robocop to do the voice acting and the combat is fantastic which is why it should be nominated in this category it's one of the best first person shooters to come out this year 
And uh, there's also just fun little stuff like you like uh, you are like at the front desk of the police station, like taking complaints. Like people are just coming <laughs> in, like talking to Robocop, like my neighbor doesn't whatever doesn't uh, it makes loud noises or whatever. And like, I'm sure we'll be able to assist you, ma'am. Like, you know, like having to like do dialogue trees and stuff. I mean, this game went above and beyond what they needed to do to sort of cash in on this license. There's there's a lot of tender love and care for this IP, and the gameplay is just it's just crunchy, visceral, fantastic. Um, so I think it definitely deserved to be on this list. And Atomic Heart, um, it 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 underdelivered on some of the promise. Uh, you see a game that that is is sort of being built with with this type of uh, graphical scale. I mean, the, the game looks. I mean, just visually, it is it is a it is a delight. It looks fantastic. It definitely is using sort of that next gen tech on the consoles, and 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 it is pushing PCs to their limit. Again, fantastic soundtrack, fantastic combat uh, use of weapons. Um, how how varied and and intricate they are. Uh, you know, just the enemy encounters are in incredibly intense and enjoyable. Uh, it, I, I tried to go for games that really make you feel like you're, you're whirling around, you're looking for your next enemy to shoot. It's, it's very, uh, you know, fluid and it makes, it just makes you feel good. It's just like, turn, turn your brain off and, and shoot stuff. And you want that, that gunplay to feel fantastic. And for both of these games, for different reasons, they really, really do. Um, so I, I wanted to nominate both of those on this list. I think Excellent. they're deserving nominations. Probably not going to be in contention to win here. But one that is going to be in contention to win here, and I don't know if you've had the opportunity to play this yet. It is on Game Pass, so maybe. But <laughs> it is the Dead Space remake, yeah. which I sort of struggled. Should that be action? Should that be action-adventure? That's a whole other discussion. They both have action in the name, so that yeah. makes things very, very complicated. But I, I was sort of in keeping with, okay, I think one of the best action games probably ever made, but definitely in, in, in the last uh, several years, has got to be Doom and Doom Eternal. Yes. And those, are, those are fantastic games. So I, I put Atomic Heart in that category of that genre of game, even though there's some like open world wandering around elements. And I think that I put Dead Space in that category of game as well. It's kind of kind of in that genre. So I think that it fits here. Uh, frankly, it also doesn't quite fit in with the nominees for action adventure. It just kind of misses the mark there. It's like right on the outside at six or seven. Mm -hmm. So I think it, I think it would have been a fantastic nod here uh, for the game awards to do, but we we have it here for us, and it's just one of the best games of the year, trending in the high eighties in terms of review scores. Um, it's a fantastic get for Game Pass and EA again in a year where. Uh, a lot of a lot of developers just didn't cash in. They really put in the effort. They really made quality games. This mm -hmm. remake it 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 justifies its own existence. Um, you would never recommend to anybody to not play this and to play the original Dead Space because of how how high quality this is. And this game also sort of blew Callisto Protocol from the original Dead Space developers out of the water with how good it is. It's just a it's just a it just takes what made Dead Space good and modernizes it. It's a mm. fantastic experience. Uh it is gruesome, it is visceral, it does have that intense action feel. You will be unnerved. You will be on the edge of your seat in the best way. And it's just one of the it's just one of the best games of the year in a in a in a year that had way too many good games. And I, right. I felt like it definitely it definitely could contend with this list. So the real question is, is that between Dead Space Remake and Liza P, what game would you say that would be, if I could only pick one, which one would it be? 
for for you or which one is the which one is the best game i think i mean the, i think the for me and best game end up being the same. really <laughs> i don't know i i i uh, well, I th I think Li I think Liza P is fantastic. I think Liza P is uncommonly good. I I think in another year, it's a game of the year contender. It is a game of the year contender for me for us. But I yeah. think in another year, it's a game of the year contender. Uh, full stop, everywhere. And I just think what this game was able to achieve is truly special. It it further it furthered itself enough from from software's formula and from from software's atmosphere and aesthetic, uh, and in storytelling, like it does its own storytelling. I've even nominated this for best narrative. I I think that this game deserves to win uh, as much as it possibly can, and I think it's a special game, and a lot of people really really recognize that. So I would uh, say that Liza P deserves to win this category, but I can't in right rightfully say in good conscience that dead space doesn't deserve to win it mm -hmm. so uh it sort of sort of rests with you in terms of where we go with this i'm, a, I'm gonna give it uh to lies of p because of the uh the reaction uh that i've seen from other players uh the reviews that i've seen from other players and honestly based off of like what i've i've shared before is like i've been working on trying to kind of clear up some of my backlog because i still want to play through elden ring and then it's like to step into that. And, and what I've experienced with that Elden Ring uh, already, just as scratching the surface, is like, oh, Souls games are actually things that I that I recognize. Like that I was like kind of where the heart is like, oh, I I thought this was gone. I think that, that like challenging uh, and, and video games were that. And so uh, based off of that and what you've already said with about Liza P, it, it, I lean more into that, namely because I'm just not a survival horror kind of gamer uh, personally. And so I would classified just like zero is like saying you know dead space is kind of also that survival horror uh genre as well and while i've heard like great things about it it's i tend to uh just be like yep that's another kind of genre for another kind of player like the same thing would go with uh obviously dead by daylight like i'm like i'm, I'm good yeah, <laughs> like, yeah i don't need the jump scares in my life i got enough things to worry about well, that makes me very happy because uh, it, it definitely deserves to win some awards. And I am a little bit concerned about um, its its odds, especially at the Game Awards. I don't know that it's going to win anything and uh, in, in the in the whole awards gauntlet as well. Um, I just think it's it's a special game. It's a fantastic game. It's got to be my favorite of the year. Right. And uh, I don't think it deserves uh, it, it can't get enough praise, in my opinion. So thank you, Brian, for for that uh, that that tribute to a fantastic game and i hope you get around to to playing it uh um, yeah we will i don't think it'll be 2023 though like as i look yeah. at 2024 i'm gonna finish final fantasy 16 which coincidentally enough is on uh it's, uh, it's on this next uh section for best action adventure which then, the yeah. the game awards nominated it for best rpg which i i don't think is is the right category for this game having played it, as much as i've played of it i agree with that going into the game i was like it's no, final it's fantasy an, it's, final yeah. it's an rpg and then it's like yeah <laughs> and then you go and play starfield and you're like oh there's a big gap yeah, there's the, the, we're we're putting that label on everything now. <laughs> so Spe um, yeah. speaking of RPG, that is the next category. And then did you want to end there for today? We got we got almost 45 viewers, so we can go as long as you want to go, but we could just <laughs> do those two and call it and, and do oh, part yeah. two. Well, because we've got more pages of, of these noms. So we'll let's yeah. do a part two next week. Okay. Uh, because that will be I'll be a, in a uh, off week from the sprint uh, schedule. So it, it should be where we can sit down and maybe, you know, uh, grind on this a little bit more. But yeah, okay, let's, so let's we got two more, two more two more categories. categories. Yeah, for this for this podcast. And then we'll follow this up with part two. 
uh, yeah. and go from there. I think that's that's the best stress-free podcasting way as opposed to like okay like <laughs> brian's watching the clock yeah, uh, yeah. i'm looking to get back to work um all right so uh nominations that we have i think uh you know from the uh the visuals we got final fantasy 16 i can talk about that like it's yoshi p stepping into a single player driven final fantasy narrative game first m-rated final fantasy game which i enjoy as a gamer as a parent that has now also limited my ability to play and also limited to the PS five, but thankfully, uh, and this wonderful community, especially I'm going to shout out Chili Moogle go around radio podcast guy. Awesome friend. Uh, he, uh, showed me how I can get and stream my PS five to my Logitech G cloud. So it opens up PS five, uh, more in my household, as opposed to like, it's gotta be physically on this one massive box, which, Look at my PS5. It's under my desk. It's huge. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I'm, I'm very uh, happy with its success. And I would say, yes, Final Fantasy 16 has been a success. It was a, like, I think the quality is there. Long term, though, uh, I, I do think it was a miss for it not to also release on PC at a minimum. And I think mm. a lot of players, because of its narrative story, and people really do cherish the story, I feel like you end up having a huge chunk of the potential player base that literally is like blind, like anything that says FF one six in it, like run away. Cause you don't want to get spoiled uh, in that case. But yeah, um, that, that that's the praise that I would leverage at 16 and, and how it, I, I do agree with it being an action adventure and not as an RPG. Um, yeah, this uh, Final Fantasy 16 is one that I haven't played, but um, is got to be high on the list in terms of things that I want to because yeah. I love what they've done with the combat. I have long been in the corner of give me Final Fantasy, but Kingdom Hearts, basically, because I knew that that would be a better game than Kingdom mm -hmm. Hearts, frankly. Yeah. And uh, they, they delivered that in spades. They went out and got the best guy they could possibly get, the Devil May Cry uh combat director mm -hmm. and uh put that in like a game of thrones slash high fantasy thing oh my god dude like this has me written all over it it's just a question of it's not if but when when i play this mm -hmm. game i'm gonna be blown away i'm very yeah. sure a game that did blow me away this year and we are a we are a no nonsense no uh no uh sort of political bullcrap channel so i didn't i didn't have any problem putting this on here and i you might have even nominated it for this category yeah. but oh. we probably we probably oh, both would absolutely. have yeah um just we're, we're talking about the games here um uh, we we may have di you know you and i may have different political stances um i personally don't support a thing that comes out of jk rowling's mouth or twitter uh, i i think it's all hate speech against a group of people and i i don't endorse it but mm -hmm. i do endorse these developers of this game, Hogwarts Legacy, that worked incredibly hard on bringing to life, realizing this amazing world that, that so much has been added to by the film franchise, by the actors, by the people that worked on the on the set design, the costume design. Uh, uh, like there's, there's eight of these films that embellish and build upon this world. And that's what we know as the wizarding world of Harry Potter. It stands on its own. And for, yeah. A, a game developer studio to come in and say we're gonna make a game that doesn't follow any of the any of the movies, so it's not just like a licensed sort of scripted thing like like all the the games that came before, um, and we're gonna write our own story, and we're gonna make this like a open world RPG. I mean, what what Harry yeah. Potter? I mean, this game looked 
amazing in the pre-release footage. And it was yeah. just like, there's no way. There's no way this game is going to be what they're touting it as. Right. It, it, it's going to it's gonna be a total flop when it comes out. It's going to be like, oh, uh, over-promise, under-deliver type of deal. Dude, this game is exactly, exactly what they said it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and maybe more. I mean, it is incredible what this game was able to accomplish. I mean, I did not realize when you take off on your broom and you see the castle as big as the castle is, I mean, you could probably spend 40 hours just exploring all of the castle and, and the, and the secrets and the depth and the Mm -hmm. unlocks and the little mini quests and everything that you can do in just the Hogwarts castle, you fly off on your broom and the castle's like, Oh, it's a little speck over there and you've got like all of like i guess what's the scottish highlands i mean <laughs> the, the, the fact that they came up with that idea of like no you're gonna have these surrounding rural communities to, to that that feel lived in and that you can mm. you can help these people you know there's there's some sort of troll that's poaching off their their sheep or whatever or you got to get them special ingredients for a potion and stuff. I mean, they took they took The Witcher and they they made it Harry Potter. Yeah. And I say that as a compliment in that, like, if you're going to do that type of game, you have to make sure that it doesn't feel generic, especially yeah. when you're using a license that everybody knows and loves. Especially. You have to- because you have, we've seen yeah. movie, what movie games were like back in the day, and then to build like where we've seen The Witcher also building off of a book series. But yeah, yes, yeah. But like but for them to through. to be able to replicate like how good a game like The Witcher is, and also be faithful and build upon what everybody knows is Harry Potter. I mean, they did both of those things. Yeah, the game is so authentic to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and is so quality and polished. In mm-hmm. terms of trying to emulate a Witcher-esque RPG, the fact that they were were able to deliver on both of those things and provide a level of uniqueness in terms of like what the combat is like, like they have they have to use a wand, they have to use a wand. What does that mm-hmm. look like? How do they make combat engaging? They did it. It's maybe not as engaging as like swordplay, but this is this is Harry Potter. You have to use right. a wand. They made wand combat engaging and fulfilling and fun. They made upgrades and spells engaging and fulfilling and fun. They made the quest structure fulfilling and fun. I mean, this game yeah. is so fantastic. It absolutely deserves to be here. I had such a great time with it. I, it's one of those that I just didn't want to put down. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved every second of it, and I'm probably going to replay it at some point and choose a different house because it's just that good. So I have the game. I started, I did the first mission. I was absolutely blown away. And then we started reading the Harry Potter series to the kids. And so I've set that one down because there were so many other games that have come out. So I have... Uh, when I look back, like what I was talking about earlier, alluding to is that uh, that when I look at my backlog, I'm trying to like actually schedule and make time uh, to play through these games. And the decision to do so actually was uh, it's going to actually be what you see with Final Fantasy 16, where it's like, yeah, sometimes I'm live. I'll, sometimes I'll live stream that, but I'm not going to just only play it while live. I'm going to play it off, you know, offline and, and enjoy the story and move it forward, because that's actually what I ended up doing with Starfield. One of the things that I was like, yep. I'm playing some Starfield stuff live, but also I continue to play the game offline as well. And then, they, you know, so it's not like you're going to see a, co- a cohesive live streamed, you know, playthrough. So hopefully that helps me pick up the pace when it comes to actually clearing some of uh, this backlog, because I do still want to play in it. Yeah, I agree. The developers, what they what they brought, how they brought the uh, the IP, the team that's worked on it 
everything uh, oozed quality in that first mission. Yeah. But also, you like then you go look at the sail through numbers and uh, and uh, everything that I think it's it's it, it is deserving uh, from a technological achievement, from a source material, uh, you know, being true to that uh, and the feel uh, of what you experience. It felt like in a way I was like, this feels like a movie. Not, but I mean, it's but it's interactive, you know. I think I think the true achievement of the game is that it's like you wouldn't really, really, really persuasively say to somebody like, "Hey, if you don't, if you've never watched a Harry Potter movie in your life, you should play this," because there's yeah. so much to appreciate if you are a Harry Potter fan. But the fact of the matter is, is that if somebody who's never seen a Harry Potter movie or read a Harry Potter book picked this game up, they're gonna have mm -hmm. a good time. Yeah, that's incredible yeah. that they were able to accomplish that. That you don't need the source material as a baseline to for this to be a yeah. good game. And so yeah. they just didn't they just didn't rely on that at all. It's all there in terms of Hogsmeade like uh, like uh, the castle like just the level of intricacy and depth here. I mean they literally have every location that has ever been referenced in Hogsmeade. Um and I wonder if they use like the Universal Park as a baseline yeah. because it, it it's probably like a one to one recreation. Uh, they have everything. Everything you could possibly think of in this world it is here to enjoy and explore so yeah it's fantastic we might be tipping our well these first two uh, we might be tipping our hat we to like we might have showed to, our hands yeah 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 <laughs> in terms of uh which ones we we kind of want to win but the 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 other four on this list are all fantastic games i don't know I that i don't know how zelda doesn't take it like in terms of the actual game awards it? because it oh, is, okay, okay it is nintendo like there is like i like i like zelda the one reason why i decided to hold off from uh playing through uh, the latest zelda was i wanted to wait for the switch too like i was like yeah. i and i didn't feel uh good about like packing the, the steam deck to be able to play it at 60 frames a second and so i was like the the only thing that knocks it for me from as, as a zelda fan as somebody who's grown up with the series like we were debating that uh in the last episode uh with uh with joyful where like i'm mario over zelda but both of those like i hold in such high regard and that so, was a good uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, you guys should go watch that where uh, Mark and uh, and and Brian debate Zelda versus Mario. And I yeah. actually, I agree with you, Brian, on uh, on Mario. I just, I don't know, it's something about this Zelda, I think, is is iterative, and um, you know, Spider Man Two on this list. Mm -hmm. I just, I I love innovation. I love uh, building upon what came before, and I yeah. think that's why you and I love the first two on the left so much yeah. is that you take final fantasy 16 it's not like any other final fantasy game that's right. ever existed before mm. you take hogwarts it is taking that genre and saying you know what we can do this we can apply this to this world that is so beloved to millions of people this is going to be the definitive hogwarts and wizarding world experience in terms of an art and uh it's yeah. not an rpg rather it has rpg elements but it's an open world adventure game in terms of the exploration on offer the fact that you that there's so much dungeons and caves that they, it borrows from zelda as well yeah. yeah um you know it's sort of sort of taking what came before and innovating on it zelda i understand that it does that with sort of the underground um caverns i i forget what the, the what the name is called and and obviously i'm showing my ignorance here as somebody who has not played it because i just it's 60 or 70 dollars or however much it costs and i have breath of the wild and so that that could be nearsighted that that could be um you know ignorant to say that it it and spider-man are two very very good games that sort mm -hmm. of 
repeat what was very, very good in the past with some innovation built in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing about Zelda that will eventually make it lose the Game of the Year award to Baldur's Gate 3 at the actual Jeff Keighley's Game Awards is just that Baldur's Gate 3 is just it's just its own thing. It's out of yeah, time. It's, it's just it's, amazing. It's a force, you know. Like yeah, a, you know. And Zelda is like Breath of the Wild won for a reason, you know. Like y'all had that debate between Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, but Breath of the Wild did win. Mm-hmm. Um, and Breath of the Wild is a fantastic game. Probably it. I I would assume most people would would agree that it's the best Zelda game ever made. I would assume a lot of people would agree that it's one of the best games ever made. Tears of the Kingdom is another one of the best games ever made because it's a lot like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you and it, I are very drawn yeah. towards that sort of what is what is new, what is fresh, what is creating in the space in terms of something that we'd never experienced before. And Zelda really only that's the only thing that it lacks. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic game otherwise. Well, and I think what it why especially why I leaned into Odyssey over uh Breath of the Wild, because we know Breath of the Wild won. But what the critique of uh Breath of the Wild comes in is that it felt like that was them just testing and then tears of the kingdom is like okay yeah we've you know we've got the model and now we're gonna just go all in and go ham and that's a beautiful thing about it and that's why i think you know i i do think it's probably gonna walk away with a couple of wins uh not just because of its quality but also you have a lot of baked in nostalgia and i think nostalgia and that that pre-baked in mindset can be kind of cloudy and that's why I think that Zelda beat Mario originally, and I was like, ah, oh, in the in the grand scheme of things, I think what, let's see what ultimately holds up uh, in that. But we got three more games we need to we need yeah. to talk about for the noms before we get. Do you have anything for for Spider Man? So I uh, huge. I, I love Spider Man. I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, uh, but when it comes to Spider Man Two, I means I have to play through Spider Man One, and one of the things that a lot of people will recognize is like I get sucked into these games, service games, usually typically yeah. so much that uh, I just have to have a better balance. And so when it comes down to it, this all ties into kind of my my plan for uh, you know working through my backlog is that I do have an own Spider Man One. I'm gonna play through <laughs> that. Like uh, I'm gonna get to a point where after a handful of these. These games, I'm going to play through that, and then I'm going to plan on picking up Spider-Man 2. Everything visually, technically, uh, looks incredible. The voice acting, uh, very, uh, very excited to go hands-on uh, with Spider-Man and and, and see hold, how it holds up, because like I was really excited for the first one, but then my PlayStation 4 died, and so then I was like, uh, all right, I'll wait till the PS5, and then it ended up being this huge gap, and by that time, it came out on PC, so I was like, I bought it, just like I bought Final Fantasy VII Remake. I just haven't spent time uh with it okay. and insomniac is one of my favorite studios uh, oh they they crush know. every yeah. time they step up to the plate i mean yeah. ratchet ripped apart as well yeah i i, I actually have played <clears throat> excuse me you're good i actually have played <laughs> He's coming out with a cold <laughs> yeah i actually i played the first spider-man and miles morales both fantastic games um the fact that miles morales is you know, one of those sort of uh, uh, game light experiences that the, the $10 off the, the MSRP price tag DLC DLC turned full game type of thing. And it was as good as it was, uh, you know, g- sort of gives credence to the, the formula that Insomniac is working with here and the, the level of reverence and quality that they are putting into this, this very beloved character. Um, there have been many Spider-Man games over the years, probably more than 20, these games are by far and away the best ones that have ever been made, mm-hmm. and uh, they 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 crushed it with this newest entry, as far as I understand. But this this nomination is here, so I think out of out of the respect that we both have for this entry, and and mm-hmm. we just know 
it's going to be good. We we know that the studio is going to deliver. Everybody really liked it, and it reviewed very, very well. And it's sort of coming from that and the fact that I played the first two entries, and those were fantastic. So this one can only build upon that, and, and nobody is really complaining about it. It, it. it pushes the tech. It pushes the PS5. And uh, it's a fantastic game from what I understand. So I'm really looking forward yeah. to playing and, it. And to build off of my priority to make sure that I actually do spend time, they confirmed that the Wolverine, which is the next game that they're working on, is also in the same universe, in-game universe. And so, and I've even heard, uh, you know, we were talking about it as a clip it's about Daredevil. Daredevil. So it's yeah. like, okay, cool. Like this let's is... Make, let's... Insomniac MCU, basically. Yeah, let's, let's go, make baby. it happen. Oh, yeah. dude, that would be great. I think I think I think it's where they're going. I really do. Yeah. So I just uh, want them on all, also on PC. So <laughs> come on, Sony. Also support yeah. PC more, please. <laughs> and then of course we have the the deadly duo, the uh the two survival horror uh action adventure masterpieces of Resident Evil 4 and uh Alan Wake. Uh Resident Evil 4 I it, it did get a game of the year nod, I think, from the Game Awards. Love to see that. I was a little bit worried that we would have sort of um, a little bit of Resident Evil remake fatigue mm -hmm. with these, but Resident Evil 4, it's the best Resident Evil game ever made. So the fact that they remade it in the same style as Resident Evil 2, it's just, it's probably now the best Resident Evil game ever made. Like I would no. say when they remade Resident Evil 2, it jumped the old Resident Evil 4, like on the GameCube and PS2 in terms of like the best game. I mean, and the re-releases, of course, in mm -hmm. terms of the best Resident Evil game ever made. Well, now Resident Evil four takes its rightful place upon the throne because uh having remade this game and it has uh you know modernized controls and everything modernized graphics and gameplay uh this is just the best that it gets in terms of i mean and i say that it's the best that it gets in terms of this genre but right next to it is alan wake, alan 2, wake right? 2 which i mean just like, yeah. for these games to come out in the same year it's just like what are you supposed to do in yeah. terms of trying to give any any accolades away but no, this is this is probably the best Resident Evil experience that you can have. Um, obviously, people are going to have a preference between third and first person. So if you really want a first person game, I re highly recommend Village. But this has got to be the best uh, survival horror action adventure shooter gameplay that you can find yeah. uh, with this with this game. Resident Evil 4 is just a fantastic game. Always has been, and now it's cemented as one truly for all time with this awesome entry it's so fun to play it's just it's just good yeah. it's just downright good <laughs> like you can't say anything else about it that that it's just it's just fantastic to play uh did you want to talk about alan wake 2 a little bit well so alan wake 2 obviously uh with, with the interesting part going into it is like they were talking remedy was talking about offering it as an exclusivity for microsoft but then you know it's a multi-platform game which i actually am more happy uh mm -hmm. for multi-platform games uh from the narrative, from whatever I've seen, especially with the reviews, again, because like when it comes to Resident Evil, Alan Wake, like the survival horror genre, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't have a time to play every game, and then B, like that's a genre that it's, I'm just not, you know, looking to to spend more time with. But the psychological elements and everything, um, you know, like the praise that that this game has been uh, awarded online, like yeah. I have no pushback to every like because I I watch I watch the reviews, I listen to it, and it's always kind of like, is this something that I want to check out? And then it's like, oh, freaky. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The only negatives I've heard about this is it's a little bit like uh, I've I've played all of Quantum Break, um, and the thing about that game is like uh, it's a little bit up its own butt. 
You know, <laughs> it, 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 I think that's like the best way to put it. You know, yeah. like it's just a little bit obtuse in terms of like, oh, it's super complicated and like, you know, it's very, uh, you know, layered in terms of the story and stuff. But like, that's also kind of what we love about Remedy games. And yeah. I think we both have this nominated again out of respect for what they were able to accomplish out of uh, understanding that the industry really uh, had high regard for this out of respect for that studio that we know that they produce good work. And I personally, I don't know if you play Control, but I personally nominated this because Control, man, it's one of the best games ever made. And as far as I understand, they've sort of taken that and evolved it. They've sort of taken all the DNA of Control and everything they were able to accomplish with that, stuck it in the Alan Wake universe, yeah. which is the same universe, by the way. Um, and in terms of like what they're able to do narratively, Remedy just... They're they're pushing the boundaries of what you can do with a game in terms of narrative, in terms of direction, mm. in terms of how 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 much depth a story and the player's part in that story can have. And I, I think that's really incredible that that they're doing that. And I think it deserves acknowledgement. In terms of gameplay, it it is sort of going a little bit more towards that Resident Evil third person shooter style, especially with uh, the other character Saga, who's like kind of doing a, a true detective type story, mm -hmm. while Alan Wake is kind of in the Stephen King slash control type of uh, you know mind uh, mess uh, type of uh, story arc. So uh, they they there's duality there, there's variety, uh, there's a lot of intricacy and and love and care put into the the story elements and the gameplay. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't see how this couldn't make the list for us. So we have quite a batch mm -hmm. here. And I honestly don't know where you're going to go in terms of what you, you would... You don't? What you would see. Is it Final Fantasy? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Final Fantasy 16, especially because, like, now if we were talking about best RPG, which, honestly, looking at the time, I don't think we can actually get to that as we were talking okay. about getting to it. So we'll have to kick off uh, the next uh, part two of this with best RPG. But... Uh, like Final Fantasy 16 as an action adventure game and the combat, it feels so good. There's so much I think that I have enjoyed exploring. And so I would have to give it personally to Final Fantasy 16 uh, because of the action and the adventure that uh, that that I think that game really personifies. What about you? Where, where, where do you fall? Man, if. So understanding that we're probably both wrong uh, and just talk, <laughs> talking heads on the internet and, and Zelda should definitely win this category, but neither of us are really intense uh, indoctrinated Zelda fans. And I think that kind of goes against it here. Um, and the fact that Resident Evil and Alan Wake sort of cancel each other out a little bit. We talked about Spider-Man just being good, but not mm. really uh, uh, breathtaking in terms of uh, anything like offering anything new. I, I think that I would probably get behind Hogwarts uh, with the okay. time that I had with it. Again, yeah. Hogwarts and Final Fantasy, they're kind of giving you similar type of experiences. So I could I could understand going towards Final Fantasy. I just think with Hogwarts, like what they were able yeah. to do. I think when you look at Final Fantasy 16, like it has competition, steep competition from its own franchise. Like I yeah. think Remake is beating it right now i think remake and rebirth are going to be better games together than 16 is um i think uh you know even yeah i think 16 is a little more in line with like 15 in yeah. terms of like of like the quality that it like it's high 80s it's very good 
I don't know if I don't know if it actually falls under best of the year. I haven't played it though. I've only watched footage of it. I've watched people play it, and yeah. I've I've seen people talk about it. And it's sort of regard regarded. I think it seems like as kind of like a flawed masterpiece mm-hmm. in a way. Um, I think Hogwarts is just is just a masterpiece, but it's yeah. maybe not. It, it it is it is definitely for people that love that mm. world and well, that you, you universe. Also, yeah, but you also said that for first time or stepping into it, like you don't have to have that prerequisite. Yeah. So I was gonna say, like, I w- I will actually give it to Hogwarts. I will give it to you, namely because it's on every platform. Uh, I can play Hogwarts around my kids, and I can't play Final Fantasy sixteen around the kids outside of like okay i know i've been in this field i can run yeah. around and i can fight and grind on ra- random enemies without worry about whatever but then you step into a cutscene and all bets are off and so like while i would say my personal uh goes into that and not and and again nothing against uh you know zelda outside of the the fact that nintendo and their switch uh hardware uh <laughs> need to be uh invested in and i believe 2024 is what everything is looking to to see where they can actually refresh that hardware uh that i think that's where it's like perfect it's gonna be i, I could see how where like it's always interesting like it, we're, we're we're focusing on the year it came out rather than like okay the games that you play over over time and and return to and so i could see where like yeah zelda is my 2024 game of the year uh, you know because it's yeah, like yeah, on, yeah. on new hardware and who knows maybe they'll have a you know a new edition in the and, new and i do i do think that there i mean we need to be fully transparent uh yeah. some of these games we just have not played and that in large part comes down to when they released in the year yes um and 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 final fantasy and hogwarts came out earlier in the year we had more time to get the funds to to purchase them in my instance or for you to have the time to play them yeah um and and these these uh and resident evil as well you know i've had the opportunity to play that so um, these other three, Spider-Man, Alan Wake, uh, and, and, uh, and Zelda, although Zelda released earlier in the year, but yeah, I guess well, sort Zelda of like, we're, like that's, have. that's Nintendo time, man. Like yeah. Nintendo time is different. No, we have no excuse. Um, it, Zelda probably, probably will stand the test of time as the best game on this list. But in terms of the games that affected you and I mm-hmm. the most this year that we had the most uh, profound experience with it, it undoubtedly had to be Final Fantasy and hogwarts and i think hogwarts we have the most consensus on so and it's just a fantastic game yeah we are about to sign off here but what do you say we give the folks at home a A little little tease tease (laughs) for next time what are game of the year nominees will be it might surprise you a little bit um what we have in store let's take a look for next week all right here we go yeah our game of the year nominees i'm just gonna run them through for those of you who are enjoying the audio and you're enjoying some uh starfield music as well which is just so good that's the only that's again i stand by like they got snubbed on the uh on the music oh yeah but we see uh diablo 4 we see boulders gate 3 hogwarts liza p uh super mario wonder and starfield and i think all uh six are incredible I think I think we got this of, list I, I right. I still have to go hands on with Liza P. I think I think this is the definitive list for this sure. This is the list. I think the only one that probably should be on there is Zelda, but I I okay. don't really know who to take off. Maybe Diablo, but again, uh, you know I neither of us are Zelda shills, and that's just, we're the <laughs> ones doing the awards. So yeah, there you, you know, there it is. Yeah, 
But we will decide between these six next week. Will it be Starfield? We know Brian really likes Starfield. And he really likes Mario. Yeah. But Baldur's Gate, the unsurmountable giant, who's going to win? I, I really am looking forward to that discussion, Brian. Yeah. This is the most exciting two episodes of Epic Loot Radio that we have ever done. And uh, it's fantastic. I, I love love coming on. Love coming on the program. So, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, All right. it's great. I had a great time this week oh, dude, and can't wait so for the fun. next next dude, part. Yeah, I know. And it's just like this list is just ever awesome. So thank you guys uh, for uh, tuning in for the live show. Uh, thank you guys. If you're watching this uh, after the fact, uh, be sure to sign off in the comments. Hit that like button. Shout out to Timmy for uh, gifting us their prime sub for four months over on Twitch. And uh, guys, love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being here. Hopefully we'll see you in the, in the next episode. But until then, tune in okay. next week, guys. Next week. As we continue on our epic journey on Epic Game of the Year! Show.